entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. What's up, everybody? What's going on? You are tuned in to the Drive-In Speaker Box. It is Monday night. It is 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Mm -hmm. It is September 5th, 2022, and it is September, and it looks like people are already throwing in subs over on Twitch. I missed that. Who who, who already subbed? Yeah, Lodge Web already subscribed. Thanks, man. Thank you, Logan. 13-month sub there. All right. Um, Well, uh, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And we are going to be talking to you about movies, as we always do. This is what we do. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome in. If you are listening to an audio version of this in a podcast format, wherever you get your podcast, be it Spotify, Tuned In, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever, uh, you can join in live every every Monday night. This is a live show that we re- re- record. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. wait, don't tell me, but funnier. and uh, Or actually funny. I don't know. Uh, Peter Sagal's pretty funny, I guess. Um, but, you know... Um, uh, a- yeah, we're here. Uh, we're going to be talking about movies. You can tune in live on our Facebook, our Twitch, or our YouTube, and you can get right in here on the chat, just like uh, Logan and Vince and, and, and the gang that are already in, in the comments over there. So if you are wondering what we're referencing, it's this chat box right mm-hmm. uh, next to Jake's face uh, if you're watching the live stream. So um, this was a weird week. This is Labor Day. It's Labor Day weekend. Uh, happy Labor Day, everybody. Um, you know, Labor Day weekend is is a... a, a, a a holiday where people traditionally go and 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 take some breaks away from what they do you know mm-hmm. they, they leisure um and uh, not a lot of people went to the the, the, the theaters this this weekend it's pretty abysmal um uh, th- well, I saw that it was low but it was also national cinema day so Saturday was like three dollar only so how much of that I mean where's well, the mathematicians <clears throat> coming in to say how much of it was interesting I mean let's just go ahead and start that um shout outs to 86 over there on YouTube you could check out his his channel. Do you even make videos anymore? Uh, Mr. Gunderson over there uh, used to start a channel, and I was talking about like the the uh, hospitality industry. But now he's out of the hospitality industry and into the film industry, which is kind of the the, the opposite of what I did. So uh, we are the yin and the yang. Um, so uh, anyway, um, Vince over there on Twitch already with the factoid saying National Cinema Day brought 8.1 million moviegoers to theaters, setting an attendance record in 2022. But here's the interesting thing is because tickets were only $3, the box office was a terrible box office. So you've got – and this is where it gets really, really interesting because – well. I'm just. I'm, it's bad for Hollywood, but good for the movie theaters because the movie theaters don't make their money off the tickets. They get a, a 
tiny, tiny baby percentage of ticket sales. Well, here, you know, and this is, you know, I study, I, you know, statistics is, is something that I both love and hate. And, uh, you know, I don't want to turn this into to Bose City Politics Hour, which uh, that's on my Facebook. But um, one of the things that I'm always fascinated with is, is, is how data is interpreted and how poorly people interpret data. You know, they go, numbers can't lie. And it's like, no, but they can be obfuscated to the point of not even telling the story they were meant to tell. Um, and, you know, when you see things like these, you know, uh, you've got one one factoid that's like, it is a record attendance in 2022 for National Theater Day, but the other factoid is, well, we didn't make any money, so theaters are dying. And it's like, well, what is it? There's more people in the theater than ever before, but since you didn't make your money, are you still going to say that theaters are dying? And then these people that that interpret this data, they look at these charts, and they don't look at the people, they don't look at the, the locations, they don't look at the reasons. They go, is the arrow going this way, or is it going this way? Is it supply versus demand? It's the only two metrics anybody seems to understand. Um, and it's inconceivable for a lot of these guys to understand that, mm-hmm. hey, what? You wrote a poem. I did. Um, <laughs> look, you wrote a poem. Um, it's, it's it's inconceivable for these guys to understand that high attendance can sometimes equal low monetary gain, not meaning that things are not succeeding. You just need to understand the other factors at play. Well, and um, You know, like I said, how much money did the movie theater make based on how much money did the movie studio make? Right. Because the studios, that, I mean, that's why ticket prices are always so expensive is because the studios want more dollars. The theater gets their money from popcorn, which is why it costs 20 bucks for, um, you know, a half-gallon bucket of, of popcorn that costs them less than two pence to make, to make you know pizza like, more corners yeah. yeah um but yeah national cinema day brought in a brought in a lot of a lot of folks but um you know 8.1 million tickets sold but it was not a big weekend at the box office one interesting thing is is this weekend because there wasn't any new releases coming out this weekend they re-released spider-man um one of the was far no way home far no was like <laughs> the one was the one with the other Spider-Man in it and you know what I I saw too in the news that it was uh, on Disney Plus or whatever has had certain scenes altered and or deleted uh, I've actually still not watched this movie and I guess I will never be able to see it in its original um, well form. I mean how does that make you feel I don't care I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are cool. I really don't care about new Spider-Man stuff. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was fun for the first one. You know, Andrew Garfield one was okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, uh, Amazon also uh, this weekend claiming humongous viewing numbers because their Lord of the Rings Rings of Power uh, came out, and uh, they're saying that that it's breaking all the records that we're still not actually going to show you um, because they 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 it's behind closed doors they said it's been viewed you know 25 some odd million people tuned in to 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 like watch it for the first how many ever hours it was released hilariously enough amazon also blocked reviews from from being um, allowed 
because uh, they're like, we're trying to protect ourselves from review bombing, and, you know, because because uh, there's probably, you know, there's a, there's a wheelchair guy and a people of color, and we just don't want these hate speeches in our Wait, reviews. Wait, there's someone in a wheelchair? No, you know what I'm saying. Oh, they're, like... they're, using, they're using people, they're using minorities as a reason to go... We're we're gonna protect the minorities and uh, and our intellectual property. Okay, and I our was just thinking and, that and, and all of a sudden Middle Earth had the technology to, <clears throat> to create like super sick wheelchairs, like in a Game of Thrones. Wouldn't and, that be awesome? Yeah, um, but just no way. But really, what they're doing is they're protecting uh, their their self grandizing like reviews of their own content. They're like, it's the number one show on the planet everyone watched it um you wouldn't know them they're a supermodel in canada but but they all watched it and it's <laughs> the number one it's number one well what are those what are the, how, how how do how, what do we see this metric data is is there any checks and balances amazon no it's behind uh closed secret doors that only we have access to but we're telling you right now it's the best it's it's the best so all all you guys tune in and watch galadriel and elnor just bumble their way through the creation of these rings uh, in a in a very um, uninteresting Middle Earth that we've already seen, and it's two hours that I sat through of these two episodes that did not impact me as much as ninety minutes of a, a Peter Jackson first one, and we're going to talk about that later in the show. So let that wet your whistle uh, before we get into that. Um, any other new? What, 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 Jay, well, you say some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vince said that he's one of those people that when... Hey, thanks for your apology. Uh, he's one of the people that when something's promoted too hard, he just wants to stay away from it. And I, I mean, there's some merit to that. Some things are pushed so hard uh, that you're like, they are trying way too hard to get people into this because it doesn't carry the weight that they want it to and they need people in it. Well, and they spent and, like a billion dollars on this thing. Yeah. Well, and some things like that do end up being garbage and they suck and you're like oh wow this is awful uh and then other things like bullet train they advertise the hell out of it and you're like this is gonna suck and then you watch it and you're like hey actually good job you know what like amazon had a billion dollars to spend on like eight hours of elves and dwarves like hammering on a rim magic ring why not like build a rocket ship to mars and put people on it and Uh, cameras and go Here's the new show. It's called We're Sending a Guy to Mars. They're working on it. I know. That's and the show. Not seeing old Bezos being like, the reason I get to go to space is you. Thanks for spending your money. Ha <laughs> ha, suckers. Yeah, Have I don't want to watch Bezos in space. That's a I real I want to watch thing. like... Charlie Tucker, like Minnesotan gas station attendant, like, hey, dude, it's me. I'm going to space, man. Let's... Let's go, man. Uh, yeah, well, shoot me up there. Look, man. Hey, man. Look, look this freeze-dried ice cream, oh, dog. That's how it works. Yes. Uh, no, it could. And that's going to be the show because I feel like we are <coughs> devolving as a, as, a, as a society and a species so much that, like, idiocracy is here. Let's just do yeah, it. Yeah, it has been. Let's uh, just do and it. And I'm with Velvet Santa. Uh, I've tried to watch the first episode of the first season of Stranger Things. I didn't care for it, and I haven't watched it. And every now and then I'll get someone's like, have you watched Stranger Things? I'm like, no. no, but more often than not, most people don't watch Netflix. Look at all their viewer loss that they've had, and it's, I, it should be me. Why do I pay Why for Netflix? Netflix? I don't watch just it. Lying and going, nah, we're subscribers are through the roof. I don't know yeah. what the problem is. That's what Amazon's doing. That's like, oh, yeah, does. we're number one. Yeah. We're still number one. It, like, I feel like well, Amazon. But Amazon is the, can say that because you pay for Prime membership and Prime videos included. And who? What's the point of not yeah, having Prime? I'm not buying a toaster uh, on on Netflix. You know, yeah, and you just I, want to pay for shipping on everything you want. No, just yeah. buy Prime. It's it's 
more than worth it. And then they're like, oh, well, it's a viewer. Um, anyhow, uh, yeah, James Cameron go to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, exactly. He's going to he's gonna the raise the bar. The cool. He's going to raise the bar. The Titanic making of was cooler than Titanic. That's true. James Cameron invented that technology. Fun fact about James Cameron, and actually he's a super rad dude. Is Except for these Avatar sequels. Well, man. okay, that has nothing to do with like him inventing technology. Well, actually it does. Uh, it but he was does. like, you know what? I want to film things on the bottom of the sea. What if we made a better submarine? And, and marine biologists are like, no one wants to give us the money. It just doesn't exist. And he goes, like, Hollywood will give you money. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, how about this? Because as a kid, he was obsessed with marine biology, uh, hence the abyss and things like that. And he just goes, we're making it. Technology will exist because movies. And then it happened and the entire world benefited from it because science and James Cameron just sitting back being like, yeah, you're welcome. I did that. And if you think about how depressing of a human condition it is when the guy that made True Lies and Terminator was like, you know what? What's stopping all these scientists from inventing the stuff that I want? And they go, well, we've been trying literally for decades, Mr. Mr. Robots from the Future and Arnold Schwarzenegger flying an F-14 and shooting a, a, a terrorist it on the back of a rocket. A and then harrier. he goes, whatever. And uh, and then and then he and then he, and then he goes, well, you know what? Uh, people like Terminators, so we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make a bottom of the ocean alien movie and remember that yeah, so so, cool. so how about get to work on this technology because i said so because the human race wants to see more dumb shit and i feel like that's where we are it's like uh can we cure, cure cancer nah man but we will make bad baby a millionaire and <laughs> yeah. uh that's 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 the state of the world that's where uh, we are vince also said he tried to buy toothpaste for his dog on amazon but a full page lord of the rings rings of power <laughs> ad came up and it just made him hate it so much that's one true. paste to brush them all yeah, there's there's one way to make me just be like nah and that's uh, forced ads for well, sure. And it's everywhere, man. You know, I cannot, I cannot turn on huh. an app without seeing Lord of the Rings stuff. And 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 you know, I'm not like I really, I enjoyed the original Lord of the Rings films. Yeah, like, they're, they're really so good. good. The, the cartoons from the '70s, absolutely the originals. Yeah, and the that's Hobbit movies. I feel like it got that lost its way, and now it feels like it's just grasping. At well, straws. We're talking original movies, the animated oh, Lord of the Rings. The Rankin Bass. The like Hobbit the cartoon Hobbit. is really, really good. Down, down uh, to Goblin Town. Velvet like Santa it. says James Cameron also invented the Jamie Lee Curtis strip tease, and the world benefited from that. This is That's pretty true. funny. Uh, Do it slowly. slowly. Yeah, rewind yeah. the tape and <laughs> stop at the exact point. That's the real super spy skill that he, he had. had a yak <laughs> back from like uh, Home Alone. A talk man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? Funny, too, talking about things invented for movies, that was made in the movie, and they were like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. We need And then a they yak made back. it in real life, and guess who had one? Your boy. You had a like, yak back? No, I had a talk man. I thought it was called a yak back. No, it was called the talk man. I know that there was a the thing called a yak back. There was the Walkman. And the, they I made think the, the yak had the, the, the small, the, you could push the button. And you, I mean, and really, like, let's rewind back into the '90s where you got some device like that and talk boy, talk boy, and all you did with it was like you look around for your parents and you'd go penis, and then they'd go, go penis, and they'd go snare nip, and you're like yes, and um, yeah, yeah that's '90s how I entertainment. 
That's how I learned to say the F word backwards was with that. It's hoof. Like, yeah, yeah, play that backwards. And, um, yeah. <laughs> well, back to real news. Hey, talking about the 90s. Fun skills of the boom operator. Hoof. Uh, turns out Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers made a return. I had no idea. And it was given an Emmy for its movie. That was put on Disney Plus. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. You didn't... Yeah, we talked about it. Or maybe you were absent that day. I don't know. Maybe I knew about it and then didn't know about it because what interest do I have in anything Disney Plus? Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Well, it won an Emmy for Outstanding Television Movie. Which brings up the question, how does a streaming service win an Emmy for Television Movie? Because it's neither TV or... is it streaming service? What is it? Nothing. Nothing matters anymore. Nothing makes sense. We're just... We're just scrambling about to uh, to to find our existence. Also, things I didn't know about the '90s. Uh, apparently, Tim Curry did an audio book of Home Alone Two. I didn't know there was a book of Home Alone Two, let alone an audio book read that by Tim Curry. Pretty good. I I bet he did the voice of the bellhop guy <laughs> really well. The concierge guy nailed it. Yeah, it just sounded exactly like him. Um, also, dumb things in the news. Uh, Marvel Thunderbolts, more rumors, rumors spreading of Marvel's new superhero team. Now that they don't have the uh, the people that made it work for them, they're going to try and try and try and try. And now uh, they're going to have the Thunderbolts. Um, a little too late which for it to make sense because <coughs> there's no Norman Osborn in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Hawkeye was a good guy from the get-go, so there's no winning him over from the Thunderbolts. But instead, they're just going to call it Thunderbolts and have it be whatever it is. And the the team members are supposed to be led by uh, Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova, or whatever Black Widow's little sister's name is. That one. Yeah, the one from the Black Widow movie. The one movie. with the jacket that has all the pockets. Remember yeah, the pocket jacket. <laughs> oh, the superhero landing is so stupid. You're stupid for doing it. And then she does one and she goes, I feel stupid. Yeah, remember that. But also cool though, right? <laughs> that movie. Yeah. Also joining her in, the, in that team is supposed to be the female taskmaster that they made in that movie, that they killed in that movie or whatever. I don't remember. Did they yeah. kill her? I don't know. I watched it. We reviewed it. Who remembers? No one cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, U.S. agent who was brought in from, I guess, the uh, Winter Soldier Falcon TV show. Winter Soldier is supposed to be a part of it. Ghost from uh, Ant-Man 2 is supposed to be in there. Abomination is supposed to be in there, along with Baron Zemo and who- whoever else. So... Oh, Velvet Santa says she lived at the end. Okay, there you go. She's alive. Of course. I guess they can make it work. Because all good guys are bad guys but that are good guys. and Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There Fun it times. Is. Marvel. Yeah, that's going to happen. Marvel. It's oh, a, But it's a rumor based on uh, a Deadline, uh, some guy from Deadline doing a podcast. And goes, well, well, word on the street is that this is going to go down. So, Speaking of uh, over overhyped and overplayed and long drawn out series that Disney keeps cramming down our throat, Andor is coming out very soon. There's is that like the trailer. Star Wars? Yeah, that's that's another another rebellion story because like I lost so much and this is crazy because I grew up eat eating, drinking, sleeping, breathing Star Wars. You know, dude, I took all of my goosebumps and traded them to Vintage Doc four Star Wars novels and that was a mistake. 
because at one point in time I was like, I have to have Star Wars toys, books. Yeah, I collected. I, I went to yard sales of all sorts. Real like like religiously went to yard mm-hmm. sales with my with my mom because I was like, what if I find an old Star Wars toy? Because you know they came out a little before my time, but you mm-hmm. could find them at yard sales. And I was like, yeah, I gotta go get them. And I don't like waking up early, but I did it because I loved Star Wars. And now like I didn't even watch Obi Wan. I didn't watch the last season of Mandalorian. I'm probably not gonna watch Andor because I also will not give Disney Plus any money. Um, I do because Hulu. Wow. Well, that's not Disney Plus. Well, it's part of the Disney Plus Still. bundle. Why would you not have it? It's only like twelve bucks to have. Because oh, I don't. Yeah, e- and ESPN. I don't watch ESPN. I borrow a friend's Hulu. I don't watch DS- Disney Plus. I just watch Hulu. Because Orville. Well, yeah. Oh, I still haven't watched the last Orville. What? Well, I haven't had the time to sit and be able to uh, absorb and and enjoy and cry. Yeah, probably. Dolly Parton's in it. Wait, was that the last episode? I thought so. Or they bring her back? No, that wasn't. The, no, there's was an the episode, episode after that. Maybe there was. I can't remember. It was good though. It was a good send off. Um, let's see what else. You got any other news that's going on? Yeah, here? man. Uh, Tusk two. We talked about it. I think last week. <coughs> Maybe has had some more details released about it. Kevin Smith was interviewed, and he said that right now it looks like he's planning for a release in 2024. 2024. Because that will mark the 10th anniversary of the original Tusk. And his story plan so far that he's uh, been willing to say is that at some point he feels like the podcaster will find his way out of the walrus suit, uh, go through some sort of rehabilitation, but in the end... Uh, the abused become the abusers. And As it happens. He will then, he will turn into the, uh, what was his name? Howard Howe or, or whatever it was, uh, the, the man that uh, morphed him. Mm-hmm. He will become the same person, but instead of morphing them into walrus, wal, wal, walry. Wal, hey, Hardy Entertainment. Walry. Hey, Hardy. He will, uh, he will turn them into something else. And the planned title for this is Tusks with an s but the s at the end is a dollar sign because kevin smith is meta af he knows what's up uh but speaking of justin long um justin long of course in 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 tusk and and i'm a i'm a big justin long fan i you know what don't make that face at justin long he was in waiting which is great waiting's good except drag me to hell accepted galaxy quest galaxy galaxy (laughs) quest dude he was the nerd hero that everyone like you wanted to be he was the up and comer and uh, and and he'll take all kinds of weird stuff. Like he was, he was in Dodgeball. He was in an episode of the New Creep Show. Like you know, he I, I like Justin Long, uh, but he actually a couple of things. Barbarian, uh, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But but the other film that he he did that's actually um, it's coming out very very soon. It's called House of Darkness, and that was actually filmed right here in Dromberg Castle. Uh, I don't know. Wait, like up the street? Up the street, yeah. What? Really? Um, yeah, so House of Darkness looks really cool. It's Neil Labute. Uh, it's coming out. It's uh, Justin Long and Kate Bosworth. It's coming out pretty soon. Uh, Neil Labute did The Wicker Man. and uh, The new one? Yeah. Um, the bees, not the bees! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so good. It's Nicholas Cage. So good. Yelling. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it was filmed right here in in uh, Northwest Arkansas, right in our backyard. Dromberg Castle is this this you know you can uh, rent it. Yeah, because it's like up for sale, and no one's like I'm. I'm no one's gonna pay how many millions of dollars it was uh, up for sale for to to live in a castle that the 
property taxes is super insane. You're right here in Northwest Arkansas, and no one's going to come visit you. Uh, I would live in this castle up on my yeah up on my mountain. Of they have Bala. a whole website just for it. Have you yeah. seen it? Have oh you yeah, gone to it. Okay, Dromberg Castle. Um, you can Google it. But anyway, the trailer actually looks good. Usually, I turn my nose up at anything that's filmed kind of in Arkansas. Not that I, you know, don't support our Arkansas films, but a lot of times they just kind of don't stick the landing. Um, but this this one looks pretty good, and um, it's uh, yeah. And everybody was all a flutter when uh, Justin Long was at the Ozark oh, Natural Food why, eating oh, like scones. Yeah, and I remember. Like, oh, Justin Long, I remember him and Kate Bosworth were in town, and everyone's like, "Can you believe they're at this bar? Let's swarm it." It's like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Can you believe we're about to go make them hate going to small towns even more than they probably already do? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's that's coming out very soon. But coming out this weekend, though, is another film with Justin Long, and it is called Barbarian. Uh, Barbarian, he's not really in the trailer just for like a little bit because they're trying to build mystery around this film. Uh, but Barbarian is uh, directed by Zach Kreger. Uh, Zach Kreger, not known for a lot of really good um, uh, horror movies, but uh, or any movies at all, really. This is his directorial debut. Um, he did direct something, I think it was featured like, called Miss March back in 2009, but he is... Um, most notably a an, an actor, and he's done a lot of comedy, so I'm really c- curious as to what what uh, Barbarian's going to be like. Um, this movie, of course, uh, the lead, uh, played by uh, Georgina Campbell and Bill Skarsgård, um, you know, and then you've got uh, Justin Long also uh, in the trailer, and and, and and Kate Bosworth as well in the in the credits. So maybe they just oh, had such that? a good time that they decided to do another movie together, or they have an agent that's shared or something like probably that. so uh, but this movie you know uh we've talked a little bit about this movie about uh how you know leading in a spooky season we'll talk about this a little bit one of the things that i say a lot is horror of the time is always a reflection of the things that scare us of the now and uh that's why it's fun to go back and watch old horror movies and you know because they're they're a, diff- they're a different time the things that scared us and this one's kind of interesting because it's 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 about like airbnb you know the airbnb culture of, like going into a person's home and renting it and sleeping there and you don't really know like if there's cameras in the walls or people under the stairs or you know some dude under the bed like fapping and breathing heavy when you're trying to you know i just have a little vacation um Bruh, i stayed at an airbnb in in florida and there were like doors that went places but they were locked and that you didn't know and it was on either side of the room and it was in like a basement type scenario so airbnbs creep me out dude it was so sketch a, you never know if the bed's going to be comfortable. Chances are it's not. B, you never know what the hell's going on or what kind of person you're supporting. C, There's no sign of he- no no kind of health department that goes around and checks no. these things like hotels. No. Uh, C, you have to have like a big a big like laundry list of like well the if you touch a window you got to call like a squeegee guy to come out and wash the windows got to do all my laundry i left a load of dirty laundry in the hamper for you to do if those aren't folded on the bed then i'm giving you a bad review on this your deposit is this your all these fees are out the waz and the bed's uncomfortable it's like oh guess what memory foam and you're like i hate this cheap ass memory well, foam well what topper. was wild about it too was that like it was super short ceilings and you know how tall i am and uh, i was setting something down and I turned around and I smacked my head right into this light fixture mm. broke it felt like a asshole well and then also on a, on a real note about Airbnbs they destroy communities that's true um, like locally 
friggin' everyone's just buying up stuff and, and making it where that's a thing. Especially if you live in any community that has any, just the, an, an iota of tourism, mm-hmm. you know? And so we live in Northwest Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's where our studio is based out of. And, you know, home of the Razorbacks. There's a lot of fun things to do, a little bit of nature. I've known, I think, at least 20-something people in the last, two, and this is just me, in the last two years get evicted so that their uh, property is now becoming an investment rental property with mm-hmm. Airbnb. And, uh, yeah, as, t- as Tyler uh, says, all the lamps have cameras in them probably. Um, and, yeah, just Airbnbs, don't support those. You know, hotels are great. Um, they're, they're, they have regulations that they must follow and health inspections that they must follow and and staff and jobs they create. Like, that's the other thing with Airbnb. You're like, all you're supporting is some dude that has more than one house or, you know, whoever. Dude is, or, or is more than one neutral. room. Yeah, yeah and you're, you're just supporting dude some is butthole very who's... gender neutral. You know, yeah. Ed from Good Burger said it best. I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, we're all, all dudes. dudes, hey. Yeah, that's yeah. a good song. Um, <laughs> you know, wise words, good burger. Yeah. But, but you know, I mean, if, if I'm going to have any call to action tonight, it's don't support Airbnbs. The only time they're really handy is if you're going on a big group trip with a lot of people and you rent a house. That's fine. But all these, like, sh- small where it's like you're just going to a cool city with you and your significant other or whatever, and you're like, instead of a hotel, let's go stay at this Airbnb. And, you know, don't do that. Like, uh, I like hotels so much better. Yeah, and there's, it's cool. There's breakfast. There is. Just really terrible breakfast. And people are like, it's not free. And I'm like, yeah, well, but is your Airbnb got free breakfast? No. Your Airbnb kicked out the guy who worked at the, like, dinette that was across the street. He was a short order cook, and that place went out of business because they couldn't afford to pay anybody to commute 30 minutes. So your Airbnb got rid of your, your hot breakfast. But, you know, your Marriott's got some scrambled eggs for you. And they've got, like, six jobs that they're creating. So, boom, there you go. They always have a waffle maker. They hey, do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Something that has to do with this show, actually. Uh, <coughs> yeah, <laughs> Barbarian coming out. We, we should watch it. Sounds good. Uh, Bill Skarsgård's a creep. Um, yeah, Airbnbs are scary. Barbarian's coming out in theaters this weekend. I will be reviewing it next week. So that's yeah. I mean, that's like a thing that's like real horror. That kind of stuff. That's the kind of horror that I don't like. Where it's like a this could really happen to yeah. you. Because I used to watch when I was a kid. Uh, unsolved mysteries and all that stuff with the, the scariest theme song. It was terrifying. In the history so, of theme songs. When I was a kid, like I said, I had all these goosebump books that I I took and traded for Star Wars stuff. I really did that at our local vintage stock in Springdale. Uh, but at the time, I was so into horror. I thought horror was sick. Um, scary tales to tell at night or whatever the Guillermo del Toro thing that got made. Yeah, terrifying. But I was into it. My mom would read me to sleep with, so like, scary. terrifying stories. And she was like, you sure you want us to read that? I'm like, yeah. And, like, that's what I was into. Goosebumps and and, and uh, scary stories there to tell in the dark. Un- un- one Unsolved Mysteries where they were like, there was this Olympic-sized swimming pool that had footsteps of a dead girl. Then they could never explain where the footsteps came from. And I'm like, ah! No, what I'm saying forever. What I'm saying is scared me forever is because we used to sit there and watch it in the living room. And my living room had this big glass window in the front door. We lived out in the country, but just anyone could come up and look into it. And every time they would be like, and they were murdered. 
and they kept murdering and no one figured out and they were last seen in your neighborhood i'm like no i'm done i'm done and after like the third or fifth time where they're like oh and they were last seen less than 20 feet from your bedroom i was like i'm over it i'm done I, I don't like scary stuff anymore i started having terrifying nightmares and that's when i was over scary stuff but used to terrifying things was my jam are you afraid of the dark couldn't oh, yeah. keep me are away you afraid from of the dark it. also yeah. had a really great theme song um yeah. you know a lot of good good scary movie themes like tales from the crypt had a really good um, velvet santa talking about the Gurdon light yeah my family half of my family is from Gurdon. what's a Gurdon light is it a, is it a is it one of the spook lights yeah 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 so in Gurdon, arkansas uh southwest arkansas <laughs> in clark county there was a light uh, I say was because they ripped up the railroad tracks that it haunted. But you'd go to the railroad tracks and everything at nighttime, and there was a light, and it was like the lantern of this yeah, there was rail one worker in that was killed. Yeah. There was there was one in Missouri that I actually went and saw, and uh, I used to go out there every now and again. Uh, we used to go ghost hunting well, back man. when Tilly Willie Bridge still existed, and now that's gone. I still they, have pieces. Well, I thought of Tilly it was still there. They just no, let it get overgrown. They destroyed it because I oh. went and took some of the 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 pebbles. Was um, that like two from, years ago? No, that was like six. Are you sure? Yeah, dude, I literally Time. have pieces of Tilly Willie. Time Bridge. is weird in my um, life. I'm old, but uh, uh, yeah, and 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 uh, the goes the there was a the, the the spook light as a lot of it was the Seneca I think a Seneca Missouri somewhere, and then you go to this it was a dirt road, and then you could sit there and yeah. Off in the distance, and if you had to try to drive up close to it, you couldn't find it. Oh, and that's not how Gurdon Light worked. Gurdon Light would just walk right through you. My whole family lived down what? there. Yeah, Clark County. It's named after part of my family, the Clarks. But the, the thing was, you'd go out there, and they talked me into it one time. And luckily, the light was not there because I was not about it. But then I had, had to hear all the terrifying stories of my great-grandpa being chased by, like, cougars and stuff uh, on, on the way, walking home or riding his donkey home or whatever the hell. And I was not into it. Hey. I hate scary stuff now. So things like that is what I'm saying. Airbnb stuff that could really happen to you. Real life horror stuff. Like I can watch body horror. I can watch comedy horror. You know, like I'll but watch you can't things. Watch Bill Skarsgård in an Airbnb. <laughs> I'll watch things like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or Hellraiser or which the new Hulu Hellraiser is getting closer and closer to being released. Yeah, doesn't um, it have like a gender swapped uh, pinhead this which time is fine. around? I think that's totally fine. I mean, it's a demon. It can they're be whatever, right? They yeah. probably got like nine dicks and three vaginas like hanging out under that leather corset. Like we don't know. You don't know. It doesn't I mean, matter. Plus they're demons, summoned from hell. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, right? If they need if they like, need if they need a pecker, if they need some boobs, like they just blah, 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 and then here well, you so go. You twisted the box left, so now I have tits. Yeah. <laughs> like is that how it works? Anybody that's yeah. upset about Pinhead not being a dude can can just, you know uh, get it, over it. But you just don't get that same voice, maybe, and like the like We'll find out. Fig, like the the ominous figure of Pinhead or whatever. Any, the point of it is, I can watch things like that, or I can watch things like Society and 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 uh, oh, with the butthead guy. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, the Fly or whatever. Just anything like that, I have no problem with. But as soon as it's like this could really happen to you, I'm like, no, I don't like it. Like, keep it away from me. <laughs> Tyler says, uh, peen, peen head. Peen head. Yeah. Uh, Vince, Vince just commented, it's kind of sad that all of those stories now are me taking the last pieces of something before it's to destruction. Oh, Pebbles from the bridge, the speaker boxes that I got last yeah, week. Um, yeah, man, like I'm very, I'm, a, I'm a, if you, if you haven't noticed from our set here, which again, we will remind everybody 
that you know this is a real place with real things that are back behind here oh, look, i'm very totemic when it meant something yeah and uh i little items that that connect me with the past are are very important because uh otherwise i'll totally forget um i'd i'd i've i'd forget where I lived if I didn't have a key and I go oh yeah house key um I, I just have to I mean, it's very memento like I have to you know leave leave things for myself or I, I just don't remember <laughs> your body just covered in notes to yourself yeah that's, that's all tattoos of things I gotta remember to do uh, um <coughs> you know what before we get too far away from it, it f- finishing up news uh something there, there was a lot of film fest news right uh, probably the most meaningful or, or touching or, or one that anyone would actually care about is about the whale with Brendan Fraser. They got a seven minute standing ovation, which isn't the longest one. Apparently there was a movie with Colin Farrell that got a 13 minute uh, where everyone was just so stoked about it. But Brendan Fraser, yeah, it's like a uh, re- return and all that stuff, but he's been in the DC um, stuff and, yeah. and a few other things. But uh, Darren Aronofsky directed, it's a movie for a 24, your favorite studio right I do, now. I do dig him. And uh, it's based on some play, but he plays like a 600-pound person or whatever that is trying to make it through life. But people, there's some people trying to help him and some people taking pure advantage of him. And it's like some sort of big-time drama type thing. But people uh, apparently loved it. Uh, Brendan Fraser had a genuine reaction of emotion to it. And it, it's kind of especially important right now, considering that they announced the cancellation of Batgirl, which, which he was, he was supposed to be the primary villain of. Yeah. And Firefly. have like a huge role. Oh, it was going to be Firefly. Mm-hmm. He was going to be Firefly. Oh man, I want to see Firefly on screen. That would be a, a great. Brendan Fraser Firefly. Well, in talking things like uh, so many people, their their familiarity with Batman is the Christopher Nolan stuff, mm-hmm. uh, where he insisted on having characters that could actually exist. Fireflies one, well, other than the jetpack, I guess, but you, there's some suspension disbelief to allow for a jetpack to exist. You could have fireflies like a real world, actual, yeah, he plausible would tra- he would translate villain. over, yeah, yeah. Um, I never, I never even thought about that. Well, you know, it's good to see Brendan Fraser, you know, back in action. I feel like, I feel like the, one of the the hardest things was when uh, there was that that furry furry vengeance. I think was the one where that was just a rough one. Uh, I think it was 2010. I, I remember seeing that in. But theaters. isn't that when he was having like a really hard time in his life? He was uh, health wise, just mental health wise, just having a lot of, and and then he he got really reclusive around. 2013 and uh, just kind of was just, eh, I'm going to step out of this thing. And didn't disappear completely, but it wasn't really until, you know, he returned to uh, the professionals and Doom Patrol, which really got everybody super excited about, um, uh, you know, he's playing Cliff Steel and just, just knocking it out of the park. And no, just being Santa a cool says homie. that everyone's on board for Encino Man 2, but the studios won't let it happen. Come on, buddy. Here's the thing. If you guys want Encino Man 2... It doesn't need to happen, though. I don't know. It probably does not need to happen. Uh, But I'm telling you, if you want this movie to happen, here is how you do it. Boom Operator is going to tell you how to make a movie happen. So you get on TikTok or you get on whatever social media. You make a meme about it. You make a movie poster, you know, and, uh, and then it gets a trillion shares and likes 
guess what? You make a song about corn and you're going to get a corn movie. Like you're going to, you, you know, it, you just have something that a lot of people click on and then the studios are going to go, wait a second. Wait a second, it's not a, just a bunch of stoned 40-year-olds that want to see this movie. It's actually a lot of people are clicking this thing. All right, Encino Man 17. We'll get we'll get an Encino universe. They'll be I resurrecting just, everybody out of ice, and they'll be like, <coughs> you know, doing... doing I just feel like if Encino Man 2 was going to... Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if Encino Man 2 was going to happen, it should have happened like two years after the first one. Uh, because now everyone's going to be aged beyond that point, and they're just going to have to be like... Oh, so now Link and his unfrozen lady have been living in L.A. for the last 30 years. Are they like unfreeze like his ex or something? And, you know, there's like a there's a there's a girl uh, uh, caveman that used to be married to Brendan Fraser and Brendan Fraser has been adapted and they thaw her out and she's crazy. Yeah, because him and, and his his woman that had got unfroze at the end obviously couldn't still act like cave people after they've lived there for 30 years right. and have to be acclimated and stuff like that and not be in trouble for everything. Um, but, you know, one last thing about the film festivals. Uh, at Venice, uh, there was a <laughs> Japanese movie that made a debut that sounded interesting uh, from Kei Ishikawa's called A Man. Uh, it's based off a book of the same title uh, from a Japanese author, Keichiro Hirano, and uh, it's about a lawyer who is approached by this woman who's asking him to look into the death of her husband uh, and all this stuff, and he gets embroiled in this mystery, but he's part of Japan's lost generation, which is a whole thing that you might know about if you played any of the Yakuza game series uh if not japan had like a big economic bubble it burst the 90s were a super weird time uh and it's like a a, a part of that he's from that era i guess and it it's like a mystery thriller because as he solves the case of this missing and killed man or whatever finding out more information he learns more about himself and has like an ex existential crisis sounds like a pretty good mystery thriller drama type movie grips foreign films hit the emotes in the chat Vince because <laughs> I know you do uh, but it, it actually sounds like it might be pretty good right on that's coming out not a lot of things from these film fest ever really interest me but something like that could be cool there it is thanks Vince got those emo emojis out on the quick um, well let's take a minute here because we, we <laughs> you no monkey bone bro I love Monkey Bone. I know. We've talked about this. You just want that Brendan Fraser? I, Monkey Bone. Yeah. So that was a Henry Selleck film, and Henry Selleck is a very talented dude. He's having a very hard time navigating from doing stop motion and, and over uh, like sensory overload, uh, kind of, you know, James and the Giant Peach and um, Nightmare Before Christmas and things of that nature. Uh, but Monkey Bone... Um, didn't really jive with a lot of people like this guy, but it's actually a pretty good movie. I watched it because it was exactly the kind of thing I was into, like stop motion animation and Brendan Fraser and and Chris Kattan in the nineties. It was good. 
I like it. It was anyway. raunchy or whatever. Yeah. It first, was bad. First good. Anyway, it was bad. Tyler says, missed our review on Bullet Train, but really enjoyed it. Uh, that's a couple of weeks ago. You can check it out on, um, if you want to watch the video of it, it's usually in our archive on YouTube, or you can download the audio version wherever you get podcasts. But yeah, that was a good one. We'll probably get another sequel. We'll get a sequel to that, I guess, probably, even though the book didn't have a sequel, and we didn't, there's no reason for a sequel, but it made money at the box office. Uh, I say leave it alone. I say leave it alone, too. I don't want to see a sequel to that. It would man. do good as a miniseries. Maybe. I just I, I think it was just fine the way it was. Uh, but true. speaking of things that are unnecessary series, uh, let's get into this Rings of Power for a few minutes. Yeah, um, tell us about it. So Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings, the guy, the Elferino, the Dwarvemeister, making the rings. This is what happens when we talk about um, Polly Shore. <laughs> now that, that was, uh, that's, uh, that's not Polly Shore, that's uh, Rob Schneider. Um, who was just in Fayetteville again? I think doing stand up the other day again. He, what? Yeah, he's been doing stand up in Fayetteville. How did I not know about that? Because it's Rob Schneider. <laughs> it's not like word travels fast when he's doing stuff. Stop the presses. Rob Schneider is still doesn't have much of a career. But um, I want to talk to him about Judge Dredd. I'm sure he would love to talk about Judge Dredd with with a fan. Um, and Surf Ninjas. Honestly, I want to get my copy of Surf Ninjas signed, bro. Honestly, I'm sure that would be far more refreshing to him than like everybody running up to him and going, "You can do it!" And he's like, "Oh God!" Just, yeah. and he just like or doing the copy machine pops, guy, yeah, making copies. Uh, but anyway, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Like here we go. Um, what are we watching here? Is he really on Truth Social? Uh, probably and Cameo maybe. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Everybody, apparently, everyone in the universe watched this thing. Everybody was. It's the number one Amazon most expensive thing. Every you know, all the dollars went into making this movie, uh, series, TV show, whatever it is. Um, but but my initial reaction out of the gate with this 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 show is that you cannot recapture what happened in the theaters when we first saw the first Lord of the Rings film. And they're, they've been trying to do this since the first trilogy. Since the Peter Jackson trilogy, they have been trying to recapture that sense of wonder, that sense of escapism, that sense of theatrical joy that you cannot get at home in a show, and they're like, but what about Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones is a different thing. It had titties, and it had cuss words, and it had, like, just lots of titties. It was very HBO, is what you're saying. Yes, and that was, like, the, that was the one where people were like, wait, a, hang on a second. Did I just see medieval breasts? Okay, all right. I mean, I'm not a nerd, but I like tits. Like, and that's how Game of Thrones got Are us. people still like that? But no, but that's how people got, that's how they got them. You know, and then they're like, I'll check this out, I guess. I'm not into dragons, but, but now I'm into dragons, dude. Did you see those? Yeah, anyway, whatever. Um, but Lord of the Rings got us in the theaters and, and, and actually made us like, feel something and uh these books of course like most disney execs and amazon execs and studio execs are just like decades of archived uh tried and true uh pieces of paper that have withstood the the test of time stories that have been had the papers and essays and 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 people devoting their fuck it 
and we're gonna <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna just do our own thing because we're Amazon. And uh, you know th- th- this is kind of weird because you know the, and they're they're trying to explore areas that maybe didn't get in a story. But do you know how much shit Tolkien wrote down about this world? That's what makes it cool. Yeah, is that it's a fully fleshed out, fully conceived, and it started from him writing stories for her for his children. I like through like a two hundred dollar yeah, minted he, box he, like SNES game. Definitely did. Uh, he he wrote bedtime stories for his children, uh, and that's what became The Hobbit. Uh, and then from The Hobbit, developed Lord of the Rings through World War Two. Just like sitting there, bombs dropping all around England, and he's like, "Nope, must write about elves and dwarves." And, and yeah, made it made it a real thing that inspired Led Zeppelin. It inspired the name of Amon Marth. It inspired all of swords and sorcery not based on robert e howard like come on man so tyler he says he really enjoyed rings of power and uh he says it feels like its own thing and that's where i almost don't like it is because it's supposed to be its own not supposed to be it's lord of the rings it's in the title it's about the rings and you know, you know, is the spaceman Gandalf? I don't know. Like, did he? You know, what? What is this? What is this Gandalf weird spaceman. twist of his origin story? Is a Saruman? Are we are, getting to see? Are we getting to see the meteor men turn into the wizards? Is of, this more Talisman, the board game, than it is Lord of the Rings, where you can have spacemen and medieval type things at the same time? Well, I mean, it, it, definitely, I uh, Talisman is. It's definitely going to be hours and hours of going around in circles. Which, uh, if you've played Talisman, that joke's going to hit. Um, but you know, fair enough. It still beats ass. It's, it's yeah. I mean, for a fantasy show, it's beautiful. Um, the last episode that I watched, one of the like the greatest scenes was when Elrond, who shouldn't even be alive in this time. Um, you know, is interacting with Prince Durin of the Dwarves, and Prince Durin's is like, you know, you son of a bitch, like 20 years is a long time. Why don't you go see my family? I don't even like you anymore. I thought we were, I thought we were homies, dog. Dwarves and then and elves being friends. Elrond and Durin are apparently super tight homies, but you disappear for 20 years. And but then that was like a really warm scene, and that that scene felt good, you know. But then there was like. Then they cut away to Galadriel, like, you know, swimming away from a big, you know, uh, sea monster and and having a sea monster battle. And it's like they're trying to throw in all this action and throw in all their, their, all these different stories, kind of like Wheel of Time, where I was trying to throw in all these characters at you and go, but wait, it's gonna, they're all going to link up and just, just trust us. And I feel like, you know, like Game of Thrones where Game of Thrones actually started to succeed in its storytelling, you know, in the meat of it, was a whole episode would go by and you didn't see a character. Maybe for, like, three episodes you didn't see a character that you... Like, Arya was not in half of a whole season, you know? It's like, you don't need to give me 70, like, characters all in the first episode. Like, let's... Let's say, okay, this episode's Galadriel, and now this episode is spaceman and um you know uh, nori hobbiton foot har harfoot girl and i feel like it's just it's so big that it's not being able to stand it, i worry that it won't stand up against its own weight um because i feel like they're trying to do too much um and with lord of the rings you've got all these things that people are already passionate about you if you don't do ints right 
you're I'm gonna be mad. That's like, true. If you don't do Gandalf right, I'm gonna be mad. If you don't do Sauron right, I'm gonna be mad. If you don't do Sauron right, I'm gonna be mad. Like you know, I already know what these things are, and I've already seen it done correctly. And that's a part of the problem when you're doing reboots, resequels. You know, giving things new life is. When something is beloved, it's because you did it right the first time. And then most of the time, you're not going to do it right the fifth and sixth and seventh try to do it right again. Just like, uh So, I don't know. Like, I'm going to keep watching it. You know, it's... It, it, the things that it does right, it nails. But um, I also, I'm getting tired of hour-long episode shows. Like, like 40 minutes. I think 40 minutes is a real, like, the Orville. The 40-minute the Orville episode... You got me. Orville's a perfect uh, show. I know some of our viewers disagree because of the comedy aspect of it, but I think the comedy is what helps ground it in reality because not everyone is as super serious at all times as things like Next Generation Star Trek tend to be, and I mm-hmm. think that uh, Orville makes it where there's some human aspects added in that Star Trek doesn't tend to have because it takes itself too serious. Orville's a perfect show. I love uh, it. Let me catch up real quick. Uh, Vince asks, can you see the $1 billion investment? No, I can't. It, it looks like Joe Fantasy Show. Uh, Tyler says, still better than Incest Dragons. Let's all talk in a room and be shitty thrones. Agreed. 100% agreed. Game of um, Thrones, though, it depends. Well, also the new one, the, it, the, the it, dragon thing. Yeah, it, but it varies because Game of Thrones, like season one, there wasn't much like CGI and stuff happening. It was just very drama, very drama heavy and character oriented. It was so good, and uh, like the first couple of seasons, you just get dragged in, and that's dragged in, dragging, dragging. Uh, but uh, you know that's why later on you put up with it. It was because you've been brought into it already, right? And you, and it takes a while to get to magic and orcs and creatures and all this kind of stuff. Just like the original Lord of the Rings, it took a while before we started seeing a lot of this crazy over the top magic stuff. Tyler says, "If you've already seen it done right, why not play in a new way?" Uh, that I, th- I think you kind of answered answered that. Really, I mean, if, if it's already done right, you're constantly as a, as a viewer and a and a, um, a gourmand of movies and a, a cinephile, you're going to be constantly a, comparing these things to the way it was done right. And I'll, play in a new way means. Well, let's not do Lord of the Rings anymore because we've already played Lord of the Rings. So you know, yeah, let's absolutely play in a new way. Let's make let, let's make Wheel of Time not suck, but they screwed that one up. Yeah, I watched um, like a couple like the first two episodes or something. Didn't like it. So I'm all for playing in a new way. Like you know the uh, you know there there's shows out there that 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 you don't need to keep revisiting the stuff that worked once. And um, uh, Hardy Entertainment asks, how's the film score in Rings? Uh, it's okay. The theme is done by Howard Shore, of course, because you got to get Howard Shore if you're going to be doing some Lord of the Rings stuff. But he doesn't do, do he doesn't do the music for the whole series, and it, it doesn't have the same like gripping themes. Like we we were up here talking about like the you know the orc theme with the big timpani drums and the it doesn't have that, and and then the the sort of like well you know that just those are specific themes though i guess i guess one is like the isengard theme and the other one is the theme of the one ring and since the one ring is not yet into existence but being crafted or is it already is this after the rings have been crafted no no they have not been they're they're going to be crafted within the series you're going to see sauron in his like handsome boy elf form making the rings convincing people to help him make them yeah 
Yeah, so okay. Elrond's like, yo, dog, got this idea about these rings. Um, anyway, Tyler says, uh, but yes, we all know that Willow's a real one. I agree. Um, looking forward to Willow because it's just so wholesome. Uh, it's I have just a question so for Velvet Santa. Okay. It says Terminator Genesis is the rare exception of a sequel getting it right. Like you liked Genesis? Yeah, I, th- I thought you liked Genesis okay. I do like it okay. Yeah, I liked Genesis. It's better than the last Terminator. Yeah. Because Genesis, at the end, left off for a sequel where Arnold was becoming like a hybrid liquid Terminator thing. Yeah. No, and it seemed Terminator Gen- Terminator Genesis was very underrated in terms of... The whole thing about it being yeah. an app from Dyson's son, like Dyson's son made an app, that was real dumb. But they're trying, and to, John, they're trying to modernize it. John Connor being like a... a like a Borg John Connor, like oh, a nanobot one, yeah. Terminator John Connor thing because uh, Doctor Who, like, stabbed him with or whatever was was stupid. But but the ending was really good. Oh, it was. It was good. They st- they stuck the landing with that one. Uh, Not Alistair says, almost went a little Conan Barbarian there with the... Oh, uh, Conan's a very different timpani drum. It's a... Uh, uh, how's it go? Bum 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 bum. Wah, wah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's the the riddle of steel. That's yeah. That that song's uh. That's that's called the Riders of Artanis. I think is the name of that song. Um, it's it's very good. The other amazing theme is the 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 one where. Uh, they're all in there. It's like the big orgy where the dude's like cooking up hand, hand and finger soup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like ah, it's green and there's yeah. the body parts. And it's just like uh, that. That that theme in that scene is. Um, and James Earl Jones, it's, they like transforms into like the snake and is wriggling mm. on people. Yeah, no, that's a great scene. When he gets attacked, so he just slithers through a hole. Like, I'm the out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's like oh man, oh god, so good. Uh, let's see. Velvet Santa says Sauron was the original Bitcoin Instagram entrepreneur. Yes, he was. Uh, not else is it embedded embedded in my brain for all time. That 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 mean that that theme. That, dude, Basil Polderis, I believe, was the guy who did that. Anything that, that score, has like and the big thumping drums like that, like the uh, the theme of He Man or the Masters yeah, of the Universe. Conan. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good one too. Because uh, it's like You're close. Which one are you thinking there? He Man? Yeah. No, He Man's. He Man. Yeah, that's a. You're asking the dude, the theme <laughs> theme guy. Like. And the Masters of the Universe. Yeah, dude. Um, he Man theme is a banger. Like, you, we're just going to have to. We're, we're going to have to listen. Yeah, I mean. And I mean, get. get taken off the air for putting putting on the but, tunes but does anybody i mean I, like how does copyright work with you know um uh, well, i don't know i feel like twitch will get us yeah it's let's see where's the, the he-man part this is the part that's like lame yeah da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah da, 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 da. Right at right there. With his lame friends, Springneck and Buzz Guy and Moss Fart and like yeah. yeah. It was always weird that the B guy was like one of the good guys. Buzz off. Yeah. Um 
the theme's still there. The excitement, not so much. Like it, <laughs> I've I've heard cooler versions of that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, There's cooler versions. There's one that has like the. It's not Fister. It's Fisto. Velvet Sam was like, and Fister, uh, Fister. I just met her. No, no, it's Fisto. Uh, <laughs> it's, what are you making? That's, that's like a classic dad joke. That one's every going out day, to Carson. Every week, uh, this show steps further away from the light of God. Every week, this show steps further into the light of getting more viewers. Uh, that's 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 how it goes. Tell your friends. Share it. Let yeah. them know that we're out here Let talking about fist jokes. Um, that's just a comment. We're, we're responding to the comments. We're talking um, about heavy-duty percussion and, that's right. and fists. Well, uh, we got to talk about heavy-duty box office because it's about that time of the show. We got we to gotta start wrapping it up. Uh, so what we do every week, we're, this is a holiday weekend, so there's an extra day in this weekend. So it's the, the, the weekend of September 2nd through today, the 5th, because it's Labor Day. Uh, we give you the top 10 movies in America. We give you the top 10 domestic totals only because that's the only one the studios care for. So if you look, remember back to the very first thing we talked about on the show, uh, which is about how people interpret numbers. Um, and these guys that are looking at these charts, the, they, they decide greenlets. The, they greenlight sequels. They decide what we're going to see more more of based off of these numbers so it's important to get these out there so um and turn it over to jake we're gonna start with number 10 work our way to number one here we go there we go number 10 still hanging in the top 10 in america dragon ball super superhero brought another 2.79 million dollars bringing in for its third week in the united states 34.932 million just shy of 35 million not bad for an anime in the u.s uh number nine still in the top 10 as well and it's ninth week of release continuously having its butt kicked but still there thor love and thunder bringing in 3.16 million for a total of 340.6 million dollars in the box office i think it adds to it and people still want to see it because they are releasing more and more of the russell crowe as zeus uh, for people to find out about. He was probably the best part of the whole thing. Uh, number eight. Excited to see this. Are you In, going Wednesday? I'm going Wednesday. Maybe. Yeah, it's at I, IMAX. I saw that it was available today. You could be watching that right now, and I'm glad that you're not, but that you're here. But at the same time, I'm not glad that you're not watching it. Definitely go and see it. If it's available Wednesday, go watch it Wednesday. Jaws. And it's re-released. We've seen it in the theater before. And we have talked about it on the show. Jaws is a completely different experience in the theater. we got to close these Yeah, you can see things you didn't see. You can hear things. The audio in the it's movie like the, theater. It's, it's like the, 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 the drink that Egg Shin gives Jack Burton in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He goes, what's this do? He goes, you see things you've never seen. Yeah. You think you never hear. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Uh, Black blood of the earth. Always trust Egg Shin. He knows what's up. Uh, Jaws brought in $3.3 million. Not bad for a movie that came out in 76, 75. Yeah, no jokes. Somewhere in there. Uh, the original blockbuster, the movie that they coined the term blockbuster for. How about that? Jaws still kicking ass in 2022. Definitely worth it. Go watch it. Velvet Santa says shark still looks fake. It's not about the shark looking fake. Bruce can look as fake as he wants to. It's about the horror that it instills, the fear that you feel, and, and the camaraderie of the three men on the boat coming together, and the choice of the movie uh, people to keep uh, him, the, the scientist, alive, despite Show the fact that he gets eaten in the book. Uh, 
I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Yeah, that's when the boat gets yeah. rammed and beat. Yeah. yeah, 1975. How about that? Uh, number seven, still in there, kicking the hell out of Thor. And it's 10th week of release. $4.5 million. Minions, Rise of Gru, bringing its domestic total to $360.25 million. Wow. Minions doing it. Yellow thumbs. People love them. And butts. <laughs> The little, oh, yeah, yeah the, the minions little yellow have butts. butts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so then, right above it, in its third week of release, Beast, uh, Idris Elba, in one of his many movies out there right now, brought in $4.9 million, bringing its domestics up to 26.7. Doesn't sound like a lot of dollars. I doubt they're happy with that. The CG on a lion probably costs. Speaking of Idris Elba, though, one of the most upsetting things is uh, 3,000 Years of Longing in its second week in release dropped to number 13. It's yeah, not in, even in the top 10. This brought weekend. in only $2 million. It's only in 2,400 theaters, though. Yeah, but but it's, it's average. It's average was the lowest out of almost anything. Honk for Jesus, save your soul had a better Wow, a better Jaws average. is only in 1,250 theaters. Uh, Thor was in 2,000. Dragon Ball's in 2,500. Yeah, uh, Beast is in 32. So, yeah. 3,000 I mean, years along. I, I enjoyed it. You can check out our review last week. I thought it was pretty good. Just, uh, there's nothing appealing about the trailer, man. The trailer is not the movie. It's not the same movie. I know you've said that, but that's a part of... How do you know what's in the movie before you go to the movie? The freaking trailer, man. 3,000 years, man. 3,000 years. I think... I I thought it was good. I thought it was good. So, anyway, there you go. Uh, Number five, in its second week of release, The Invitation brought in just right at $6 million, uh, making it where it has... Did I talk about that movie? No. I saw it. You You said you wanted to see it last week, and you didn't get to it. I did see it. The invitation. It was funny. Uh, I mean, it was not funny. It was a like. Let me give you a two second review of this, and then I can review it later. Uh, it, I mean, it was it was a it was a classic retelling of Bram Stoker's Dracula. The whole you know how he has the 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 three uh, brides, quote unquote. They 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 explore that story a little bit more, open it up, and they're like, okay, well, we're these three families and blah blah blah, and they they married into they they take like a, a piece of the Bram Stoker. Um, sort of mythos in that story, and 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 blow it up into a, a bigger storyline, and, and and it's okay. It's I mean, it's a it's a fun vampire movie. No terrible Keanu Reeves accent. Uh, well, there's some accents. Uh, there, not none of them absolutely terrible, but uh, a good a good uh, depiction of Dracula. I thought he got vanquished a little too early. Um, uh, Hardy Entertainment said he liked Invitation. I liked it. I thought. I mean. It was a competent vampire story, a classic. It was a classic vampire story that didn't have to like make it new and sexy. It was like you well, know, but it has the whole twenty three and me horror element added to it, right? Yeah, but it didn't really go too deep into that. Like once you, that was just the catalyst to get her out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm so sorry I didn't I, I didn't remember to review that earlier. But I, I overall I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was good. Anyway, there you go. Number five, number four. Uh, well, before we get into that, I want to talk about Velvet Santa in the uh, comments said the shark still looks fake, and I made a comment on it. Some of our other viewers pointed out that it was a Back to the Future 2 quote. Yeah, you're right, but here to my point, Marty was scared to death of that shark coming to eat him in the in the 3D thing. Yeah, shark still looks fake. That's what he said to be tough. Uh, so where were we? Number four, four. Uh, in its sixth week of release, 
uh, still hanging up there, which is is good for it, even though it doesn't have the money I'm sure they wanted it to have. DC League of Super Pets bringing in $6.3 million, uh, bringing its domestic total up to 81.7. So I'm sure they wanted it to really be a Minions-type situation, uh, especially given the voice talents of people like The Rock and Keanu Reeves and yeah, not having a terrible Drac- it was a Dracula accent. Movie. Yeah, uh, you got Kevin Hart and a and, uh, few other famous people on there. Uh, I still want to see it, but I just I can't make myself go pay the dollars to do it uh, one day. Um, number three, coming in, wow, just showing a right re-release. back up. Everybody being like, I've already seen it, but I guess we'll go see it again. Bringing in $6.5 million, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh there it, there is. it is. Yeah, I mean, what eleven else is extra minutes of Spider-Man, and you get Does six it? and a half million dollars. Eleven extra minutes. I think it was eleven extra minutes. Like but Daredevil much... makes a cameo. <laughs> he was in the and, original, but I think in the costume. I, oh. I, I mean, I haven't seen it, but but yeah, he was you know uh, blind lawyer uh, guy. Oh, well, uh, they've already chopped some of it down too, so it'd be interesting to see what's been chopped down and what's been added. I guess mm-hmm. if you've seen the original, I didn't see the original and never get to apparently. So there it is. Uh, number two, still hanging in there. Something we talked about earlier in its fifth week of release. Um, also from Sony. Sony, wow, doing it, doing it up big this week with Spider-Man and this. Uh, $7.3 million this week, bringing its domestic total up to $87.8 million. Bullet Train, still doing good. Doing good. Hell of a way to do uh, it. Tyler asked what was the extra stuff, and um, I think, uh, you know, so a lot of the stuff, yeah, it's not 11 minutes of like, well, Thanos shows up. It's and like five seconds here and 10 seconds there. Hey, that, gifted subs. That's nice. That's not really an, uh, a new Thanks thing. Thanks, Night Ashley. So in, in the early advent of DVD, uh, the, the director's cut became... Or unrated. The unrated edition became a big thing to where they could remove the rating, release this thing, and they, they would add, you know, when you're, when you're filming on principal photography of, of, of anything, and I'm, you know, Tyler, you know about this stuff. Uh, there's so much stuff on the cutting room floor, just like gobs of stuff that you're not going to use. Um, and uh, you know, directors would add a little bit here, add a little bit there, because then you can you can advertise it. It's like it's a gimmick, more. yeah, yeah, it's, marketing it's, gimmick. It's a even, marketing gimmick. Even if it's just a scene that holds on something for just a little bit longer than it would have for saving time in film, mm-hmm. they can add that on. But it hasn't been reviewed or rated, so now all of a sudden it's unrated, and yeah. unrated sounds edgy, and they're like, because well, they what's didn't... unrated? Are there Game of Thrones style boobies in there yeah. that I can see? But the unrated, no. when you see an unrated edition it just means that they didn't resubmit it to the MPAA and since it was on uh, DVD they didn't have to mm-hmm. uh, so it was a it was a pretty good and director's cut probably just generally means there's a line or two of dialogue added in that's generally inconsequential uh, and but for the director it was like I really wanted this to be there but sometimes see and the, the part of it is that it gets it's oversaturated uh, with things that are director's cut and unrated and so, thanks Ridley Scott so w- there's movies that really are like the director went in and redid things Spats. and put stuff that's like impactful and matters to the story and really changes the way the whole movie is well I mean you know Ridley Scott like this is one of the big things is, is Blade Runner the director's cut of Blade 
Blade Runner was one. Which of the, one? Exactly. It was one of the biggest controversy, like the directed of so many like uh, uh, arguments about this, and some people like certain versions, some people, or like uh, you know, Legend had two different scores. There was a Jerry Goldsmith score and a Tangerine Dream score, and really? it makes it two different movies. Um, and the DVD, you could flip it over, and you can you know, one side has the Tangerine Dream score, which is the score you need to watch it with, and then the Jerry Goldsmith score, which is a passable. It makes it it makes it a fantasy film. Um, How did but, I not know about this? Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's super. I need to own legend on yeah dvd everybody should it's a great movie uh but you know with with uh, ridley scott's blade runner there was a um one of the early theatrical releases because uh um a lot of people um when it tested they were like we don't understand what's going on like this movie is hard to follow so the uh, the theatrical version has all this narration by uh harrison, harrison ford. ford where he's like a detective you know it's like on monday i found this and this dame in the, in the streets, you know, and whatever. Uh, but then the d- director's cut, which is the more common one to see now, doesn't have any of that narration. And so, you know, to, uh, honestly, I think they're interchangeable. Well, at one uh, point in time in the uh, mid or late 2000s, there were five editions of the film, and you could actually purchase it in its many forms. They were all released, but there was one that contained them all, and it was a briefcase. And you could buy the briefcase version and have all of the versions of the film on like 12 disc or whatever it was and the the, the cool thing about it was, was it came with a little model police car like flying car and a uh, uh tin foil or like oh, the a little, the metal unicorn yeah, the, folded yeah. up origami at the time i worked at hastings and one or two of them had to be destroyed or whatever and as part of inventory yeah i so i have the police car and the and the unicorn and stuff like that i never got to have that because it was a limited edition uh for all five of the briefcase i did not have like the 125 bucks they wanted for it at the time uh i wish i did and it's probably crazy expensive now i haven't looked it up lately yeah you Uh, probably shouldn't you get depressed but number Uh, one movie we need to number one we were out we were 15 minutes behind which is uh fun to see because i was seeing earlier other articles that said spider-man number one at the box office killed it it's the best turns out bullet train whooped it and it's coming in at number one still killing it in its 15th week of release top gun maverick i like those emojis that vince threw out that is an intense number one emoji i like that is that a parrot it's like a dog uh oh yeah top gun just like brought in 15 weeks and nearly another eight million dollars and it is up to over 700 million domestic killing it absolutely killing it it's nuts the world the it, this made one and a half almost one and a half oh. billion dollars vince says the briefcase uh thing is 172 dollars on amazon there's one of them available yikes yikes it's probably gently used yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway that the collectibles is, are not in it that is yeah they're not at all guaranteed uh, that 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 bo- that's your box office. Uh, that's what you gave money to, and uh, you can expect to see another sort of weird box office next week because Barbarian is going to be the only title. But as we get into spooky season, uh, horror movies, you know, uh, are going to be starting to pop up a lot more in theaters and on streaming. You've got the monsters coming out on the twenty seventh. <laughs> You've got Wednesday on Netflix coming out. I mean, yeah, it's not exactly something to be excited about. Uh, the monsters. You but- see that a lot of people are upset that Luis Guzman is is playing. Uh, Gomez Adams in the Wednesday show. Which is freaking stupid because I think he is one of the most brilliantly cast. He looks exactly like the original 30s cartoon. He, I know, like you could have not picked a more perfect modern day Gomez that that encapsulates, and, and he as an actor, he's hysterical 
hysterical. And uh, I people, remember... Well, people want the Raul Julia. They, they kind of want him to be like a semi-attractive guy-like type thing. It's like, because everybody wants to dress up as uh, like uh, them for Halloween. It's like, and no, nobody Gomez to... was short and ugly, and that was the whole thing. It's like, how did he score Tish? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but, 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 yo, dude, I remember when I watched, what was it, um... The Count of Monte Cristo, and I fell in love with him. He was so, because he was just like, what did he call? Uh, he, he had a funny, uh, he called him Driftwood, but he had a funny name for it. Uh, but anyway, no, he's he's a brilliant actor. I think it's perfectly cast as Gomez Adams. Give it a chance. I think he's going to nail it. Um, I think he'll probably be the best on-screen Gomez that's ever happened. Accurate to the comics. Raul Julia. Raul Julia. Raul Julia brought something to that character that was unique, and for that time. But when you when you go look at the comics, which I grew up reading the comics, um, Gomez is yeah. I mean, he's more like Pugsley than the sexy like Latin, you know, son of a bitch. Um, but anyway, ah, uh, Tyler Zatara. That's it. Yeah, he he kept calling him Zatara. God, and that's a that's a wonderful movie too. If you've never seen Count of Monte Cristo, like what a good, like period piece action adventure. So good. We shall call you Zatara. Very good. Um, all right. Well, we got to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Um, uh, if you guys are going to be in the Little Rock area, I'm going to be sitting on a panel this Thursday at the Arkansas Podcast Convention. Um, it's going to be uh, Thursday afternoon. Tickets are on sale now. You can search for, I think it's like ArcastCon. Uh, we're going to be going down there. Vince throwing the Discord in the chat there. If you want to get involved with our conversations on the Discord, uh, there are uh, he, he posted a, a fun clip from today's show. And then also uh, I'll probably put a link to where you can go check out information from the Arkansas Podcast Convention in Little Rock. So anyway, uh, next week going to be talking about Barbarian. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, Jake, what about you? What, what, what's going on? Uh, the only last thing I have to say is uh, one thing I forgot in the news. USDish.com is offering one person, based on a 200-word essay, uh, the opportunity to watch 13 uh, Stephen King films and get paid $1,300 for their troubles. Uh, the films are paid for by a $60 Amazon gift card. They will send you in a $350 swag bag. So uh, apply for that if you think that you can make that happen for yourself. Right on. But we will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Drive in speaker box. Yeah. We'll be back another time. Thanks, everybody.